You're listening to the Rack and Roundtable podcast, episode number 57. I'm your host, David Oria, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Agana. And our guest today was our very own Rexel Jinon. Um, she is out actually from our outreach team, and she tells us her story of applying to pharmacy school, why she decided to go and pursue higher education, and what she was doing even before she applied. She took a year off, but you know she was still keeping herself busy and trying to figure out what she wanted to do. Um, uh, she goes by your girl, Rexel. You- <laughs> <laughs> yes, your girl. <laughs> it's your girl, Rexel. So, uh, we think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation and get to know uh, other members of our team. And then I got another um, another grant. I think it's a health professions grant. And this is need-based scholarship. So when you uh, apply for this with your FAFSA, if you're from the States, from the United States, so FAFSA, apply for it. Even if you don't think you're going to be able to get anything from it, apply for it. Um, when you do that, it's a need-based scholarship or a need-based grant, and they will give you free money just to help you go by and it really does help a lot because knowing how cost of attendance is like how much you'll be able to um be able to get out of loans knowing that you have that financial backing if ever like anything does happen during that time it really is like it's a relief it's like like a weight lifted off of your shoulders so just know that there are things out there that you can apply to um that it'll support you like they want you to go to school and they want to support you during that time. So they'll they'll give you all the resources that they can give. You're listening to the Raccoon Roundtable podcast. Here's where we all come together, share our stories about our struggles, mindset, and goals so that we all can get to the places we want to go. We appreciate you being here and we hope you enjoy the episode. So today we have a very, very special guest with us. Um, someone from our Raccoon Rounds team which is super awesome that we get to, I don't know, just for me, just being able to like highlight accomplishments of people that are like in our circle and just be able to talk to you about this kind of, this kind of stuff is just, is just amazing. So uh, without further ado, we'd love to just welcome you to our, our virtual stage. If you could just like, for people that are, are watching on YouTube or listening um, on any podcast platform, um, let everybody know who you are and uh, like what you're doing, uh, where you're from, and then we'll, yeah, we'll get started. Okay. Hey guys, my name is Rexel. I am currently at Tucson, Arizona. I am a incoming pharmacy student at the University of Arizona. (laughs) So very, very excited. And I am part of the Raccoon Rounds family within the client relations section. So very happy to be here. Thank you, David. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Course, and um, this month of August, we are actually highlighting back to school. So, as Rexel mentioned, she is going to be starting her pharmacy program pretty soon. Summer vacation is dwindling for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you guys, and the time is going by so fast. There's Enjoy. not enough time in the day to do everything I need to do. It's crazy. Um, but I, I want to talk about uh, the whole process, not just you know you getting ready to start, but like. I guess you're still an undergrad and you preparing to even apply. I mean, is this something that you've always wanted to do? Was this a goal from right out of high school or even when you were in high school? Actually, no, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do coming out of high school. To be honest, when I graduated high school, I had the idea of becoming a biomedical engineer and it's totally changed. Um, Yeah, and then throughout the years, I kept my major. My major was within the sciences, molecular and cellular biology, and I kept it throughout the four years. But it wasn't until my last year 
where I told myself that I want to do something I want to I want to do something big I want to go back to school I know I could do it but I don't know what so I did a bunch of shadowing and I did a bunch of research about different careers I know I didn't want to do a couple things but it just it led me to pharmacy yeah it led me to pharmacy talking about it and also being in the how do you say it being in the industry because I've been a pharmacy technician now for about almost two years so it just it it just led me to it yeah I think I remember before like how many years years back we were we were talking about uh we were like having a discussion about careers and like kind of what you wanted to to go into and I kind of wanted to go go back to that you you have a lot of experience I think or you you took the time to to gain experience and exposure to a lot of different things like how much did that play a role in you figuring out you know like what you really wanted to do because like you said you've been it's been a couple years now since you've been um in the industry right and it seems like something that you gravitated towards you know how much how much of that is do you attribute um to your exposure your experience um doing a lot of other things outside of pharmacy yeah yeah so uh, in the beginning like when I was in high school I knew I wanted, I wanted to do something in biology because I took a biotech class and I really enjoyed being in the lab and knowing what I wanted to do so I tested that out during my undergrad I did a lab aid position and what I did was I helped I helped a certain lab with um, like quality control and also gathering samples and things like that. And after that experience, I got a little, um, I, I felt secure in my decision that I don't want to go that route, especially with the repetitiveness and like lack of social interaction. I, I, I know now I'm a person who needs to talk to actual people and not to a petri dish. Um, so it's, it's a lot of that. Also, I learned that I really like talking to people with a, another job that I had in undergrad. I was a, I was an office, I would say, um, an office ambassador or an office aide, and I was on the front desk. So, and I, when I was leading a team that was managing like the front desk, it was really exciting being able to be part of something that's bigger than myself. And also like interacting with people who have even like different, different interests as, as me, but just talking to people all the time really is cool. Yeah. Besides what I went to in pharmacy, because everything from the lab and what I learned at the office job, it kind of mixes into what I'm doing right now as a technician. So, I mean, with your pharmacy technician job, how'd you land that, by the way, being a, a yeah. college student? Yeah, just um, referral. So nice. Alyssa, who's also part of the client relations team, um, her and her sister were working at the office that I'm working at right now. Um, and they they referred me to this job because I could learn more things about the healthcare industry and also get a better grasp of what I wanted to do. So it was through them that I got into it. And then basically what I do in the job is I talk to patients about their medications and do medical reviews. So more in the clinical side, very different from what people think of what pharmacy is. So it's really exciting to see how much it's grown and what the different avenues you could take. And it really opens your mind of what you could get into with the pharmacy pharmacy field. Yeah, I think I'm sure that helped you a lot, especially uh, applying to to pharmacy school to, um, you know, 
as far as uh, just your experience, you know, because I know that's something that you definitely have to to talk about. Um, how was the the application process, you know, especially, you know, being in the industry, uh, you know, having this type of experience um, kind of take us through that, because I I'm, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are interested in some sort of like pre-health field or healthcare in general, you know, like take us through the, the application process, especially as like a, you know, a recent college grad. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the application um, application process, I, I I am a person who likes to do a lot of research. I like to ask a lot of people around. I like asking for advice and everything like that. So when it came down to it, I took I actually took a year off after graduating undergrad to to work a little bit and also prepare my prereqs for pharmacy school. And so during that time, I would ask people who I knew that were gonna be in my cohort and also people who I know were already current pharmacy students. So with that, I I got a little taste of like what the University of Arizona really wanted and the um, experiences that I had and how I would write my personal statement and things like that. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that when you're applying to, to like professional schools, especially when it comes to the medical field, they don't want to hear that you want to help people because they hear it all the time. So you need to find like the deeper meaning of why you want to go into healthcare or why do you want to be a professional? So trying to find my reason was one of the hardest things that I had to do, especially when it came to applying. But Eventually, it came to be, um, I really want to go into pharmacy. I'm giving you my my personal statement right now. (laughs) Um, But I really want to go into pharmacy because I want to educate people. And also, um, I want to be a accessible resource because out of all of the professional like healthcare providers out there, pharmacists or like pharmacies are the most accessible. And I think that's really important when it comes to understanding your health. Nice. Um, as far as uh, I know, you you got this job through some friends, obviously Alyssa, and then you were able to ask students who are currently in the program, you know, who's in the cohort. Um, I mean, I guess what was my question going with that? Um, I guess what advice did they give you? I mean, was that when you knew eventually that um, that the schools don't want to hear that part, that kind of answers? I always want to help people. Like, where did you get that answers from? Because if anybody wants to apply, I mean, there's certain people that they should be reaching out to, right? Yeah, exactly. Like for the students that I was reaching out to who are planning to go into pharmacy school, they're actually pharmacology students as undergrad. And so they get a refresher course of what to include in their application. So they get this from the school and the people Mm. like the College of Pharmacy. So the people who are looking at the applications, they give you they they give you a, a slideshow. So in that slideshow, it explains to them like what you should include in your package and things like that. So really going to the source of where you want to apply and also going to the students who are already going there for like undergrad, it really is a really big resource because you're not going to, you're not going to be beating around the bush or you're not going to be wasting your time looking at different things. You're going to be cutting to the chase and actually like focusing on things that they want you to have or want you to um, highlight in your, in your application that and that's true like 
I mean, first, first, like major props, you know, like for, for doing that, being like super resourceful, you know, I think a lot of people, um, like kind of downplay the importance of that, just resourcefulness in general, you know, and, uh, and just from like my own personal experience, you know, using different types of, there's a lot of like blogs out there, like review, review site websites. Um, Reddit is a, is a good, uh, resource for, for that. Like any type of like discussion board, um, student doctor network, just to, to name a few for people that are going into the healthcare field, very, very similar, um, experiences, uh, is what you're saying too. But as like someone that's also been like part of the like residency, like resident application uh, review committee now, um, dude, you're, you're so right. It's like, it's not about, um, you know, just giving that cookie cutter reason why. Right. And so it's a lot of, you know, going into, you know, more depth. And, and I think that also reflects in like the interview process as well. Is that like, so for pharmacy, did you have to go through that as well? Like a, some sort of like committee uh, interview or is, was it one-on-one interviews and how did that look like for you? So <clears throat> because of COVID, we had to do our, my interview virtually. So it was very different. So what they would do is I would schedule a time to do my interview and I would do it through my computer. Um, they would give us prompts to write out of like what our responses would be, which is normal, what you would have in a regular interview. But when it came to like your like verbal responses, they would give you a prompt, which you would never like you don't have any prompts beforehand. You They just give you 30 seconds to think of what to say. And you have to blurt it out in like a minute of like what your response is. Yeah, it's like, it's different because you're just looking at yourself in the camera and then you're seeing what you look like. You're like, this is an actual person. Like you have to pretend or you have to, there's just like so many things too. Like, it's crazy. Like, um, what do you think about like a certain thing in healthcare? Like, what do you think about these ethics and stuff like that? Like, how would you respond? And you get 30 seconds. And then you just got to blurt it out and just press okay. <laughs> On to the next question. It's so anticlimactic. And I'm just like, okay, what? this is how I get into pharmacy school. But it's, I get it. It's COVID, but it's, yeah. I feel like it's nicer too, because it's not so nerve wracking. Like you're being with, with a bunch of like interviewers or okay. just one-on-one, but I don't know. It felt very, uh, I don't know. Yeah, very anticlimactic. <laughs> it wasn't like as really... exciting. It wasn't as exciting <laughs> as I wanted it to be. So, but I mean, maybe COVID is kind of coming down. It's not as bad as before. Maybe it'll be different that we'll go back to in-person interviews. But that's that was my experience. How yeah. do you prepare for something like that? I mean, because <laughs> I mean, do they, do they some, does, does someone give you like example questions of what to prepare for? You know what I mean? Because I would right, go ahead. Yeah, I think, um, so what I did, I, again, I asked a lot of questions. So one of the offices that I used to work at before focused on interviewing and like helping mm-hmm. students get jobs. So that's why it was just so easy for me to reach out to, to the people who looked at my resume like two years mm-hmm. ago and be like, oh, can you help me out again? I'm, I'm doing my interview for pharmacy school. They're like, yeah. And they give me props. Like one of the things was that even though you're looking at a camera, you got to make sure like it's props, like you can see your face, like it's like you're at eye level. Um, another thing was that um, if you have notes, do not write them anywhere, just memorize them. And because if you're going to be looking anywhere on your screen, even if you have sticky notes, they're going to know and you're going to look mm-hmm. weird <laughs> just looking mm-hmm. at one place that's not the camera. Um, also, like, like be natural with it. Um, one of the things that they told me too is just 
they want to get to know you as a person. So it really is just telling yourself, like, pretend this isn't virtual or pretend that there's an actual person there because there are actually going to be people there, like watching your video and seeing how you are as a person. And especially with healthcare, if you can't socially interact as well as you should, like, it's going to be difficult for you to get into schools and also, like, get positions that you need because it really is an important part of being socially, socially, like, you can't be socially inept. Like you have to be able to do that. So being able to do that virtually, I think it it still is important, even in the interview process. Yeah, that's so that's so true. Like, and it's crazy to think about like how how the pandemic kind of changed so many so mm-hmm. many things. You know, not just like you know work. Like we everyone always talks about you know like work and um just jobs, the job market, but even like schools. You know, and uh, that's something that. I mean, you're, you're shedding a lot of light on that, you know, and I guess with these, I I just noticed this trend that, you know, you always go back to like people within your network or you create a network of people to like help you or, or to just, um, provide some sort of guidance, you know, did anyone, um, or maybe I'm asking, I guess, did you ask this question? And if you did, what did they say about the, the jump between undergrad and graduate school, because, you know, that, that is a big jump. That's a, it's a, this pretty steep learning curve, you know, and um, I'm just curious if that's been a conversation that you've had with people, you know, within your network that you've been um, asking for guidance and what did they say kind of around that topic to prepare you for what you're about to like step foot in very, very soon? Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. I, I asked a couple of people, maybe to mention a few names, Alyssa. Alyssa is a fourth year pharmacy student, of course. Also, um, Micah uh, mm, from Utah. Yeah. You know Micah, right? Yeah. She's really great. She's a pharmacist too right now. Mm-hmm. She, I think she's been a pharmacist for a couple years. Also, um, one person in New Mexico, Vince. So if you guys are in this podcast, you got to keep on along. Shout out to Micah and Vince. Shout <laughs> out. Micah and Vince. <laughs> but yeah, like one of the things that they would tell me is that what you're going to be like, especially the first year of pharmacy school, no matter how, what type of learner you were in undergrad, they're going to teach you a different way of learning the first year, the first semester, they're going to teach you how to study effectively, how to manage your time better. And like, also what skills are like, what, how you, how you studied different topics at school and how you're going to have to be using that into pharmacy school like for example like one of the pharmacists that I talked to they said that how how well do you know okay that's going to be a big factor of like how are you going to do in pharmacy school Um, one of the things they also told me is that to stay ahead and also focus on the learning objectives too so those are really good take advantage of the people who are doing the exact same program as you and get your their notes get the slides that they have get the past exams because believe it or not professors will recycle it <laughs> so um a lot of that um also trust in trust in your peers because one of the things that really like hit me recently is that the peers that you're going to have in pharmacy school or whatever graduate school that you're going to you're no longer competing with them. They're going to be your your group. They're going to be your teammates. So thinking about that is really is, it's different because in undergrad, they're like, oh, I got to be valedictorian. Oh, I have to have a higher GPA. I need to get into pharmacy school. I need to get into medical school, but you're already in. So what's the point of competing, you know? So I think that was really cool. 
And I love how you reached out to different people, not just within your state. I mean, you just mentioned like three different states where you're reaching out to like people who are in the pharmacy school or pharmacists already. Um, I do want to compare something right now because I feel like with you, you know, waiting for the first semester to start, um, you've had the summer to kind of like relax and also kind of mentally prepare with you, David, before you went to medical school, you had a couple of years in between. Right. So I want to know the difference between the preparation between both, because I know there's a lot of people out there that might think I want to go to grad school. Maybe it's been too long, or maybe I'm a fresh, you know, undergrad. uh, And I, don't know if I want to go straight or whatever. Um, I mean, for me, I can't imagine going back to school, man. Like, <laughs> I'll, admit, I'll admit that, I don't man. Know you. Me and David are kind of crazy. But, but you guys have definitely got like this mentality, this, this mental space where it's like, we could do this. You know what I mean? So let's, I guess, wrestle first and then David yeah. in comparison. Yeah, yeah give, give me some time to rethink about that. <laughs> <laughs> so just to make sure like, I understand the question, like, um, what did I do to prepare during the like the week break or, or the, the year break or yeah since the summer's almost over I mean I guess since it's it's been it's only been like what three three months or so but like mm-hmm. it's a good comparison I think to see you know three months compared to a few years like have you been yeah. doing anything to prepare have you been able to like relax at least or yeah yeah so uh, yeah during the last year I took a few prereqs I think in total it was about maybe three classes at the community college. So it was very, very chillax. Um, also during this year, I've just been working a lot um, and then trying to fit in vacations here and there with a bunch of friends, mainly on the West Coast, which is nice because with since I'm working, I got to save money too. Your girl is going to go to front. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to have the negative money, you know. Um, but I think finding... Um, finding time to spend time with the people that you want to spend time with, like do the things that you want to do. I think it really is important because I know a lot of people in undergrad who wanted to get into it right away. And of course they're, they're enjoying themselves because they have one less year that they have to worry about compared to me taking a year break. But when I think about it, you have to like figure out your priorities, like your financial, your financial situations, like, um, like, are you even sure you want to go to school? Like, how sure are you that you want to go into the type of school you want to go to? And that's what I took my time, like, took my time doing this year. And like, I'm like you, Chris. I was like, do I really want to go back to school for four years? Do I really want to like rack my brain for like three years of like high intensity information, just shoving everything down my, like, ugh. Um, so really figuring out like, is this really what you want? You really have to figure that out and just be sure of your decision because school is a lot of money and that really is a big part of your life that you have to dedicate. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of small vacations with really, really good friends um, and spending time with family. Yeah, that's that's what I did this year. That's uh, I mean, I can I can relate uh, for me. So my situation was very, very different. Um, I took two years in between going from undergrad to med school. And part of that reason why was because I didn't get in the first time. So I had to take another year. So that first, I would say like, you know, that's the initial, maybe like three fourths of my break, I was spent like grinding, you know, like I was trying to get my more experience. I was trying to, I was get, uh, doing research. I was doing, um, 
I was working in the in the ER and stuff. So I really was trying to like get more experience, more exposure so that I had things to talk about. Um, and that would help me with my application. And then but once I finally got in, then I just like it was just like, all right, like I'm in like time to, you know, just relax. And so I ended up, I like moved to Australia for like a little bit and then, um, just, Dang. Just, yeah. So I, I like, you know, it was like, just, okay. I, I worked hard enough for this path. For this, like, so random. <laughs> Australia. I was like, I know you like backpacked in Europe or something like that. And then all the way on the other side of the world, Australia. It was my, casually. Uh, that was my, like, cause you know, and I say this to everybody too, like, um, people that get into med school and they're just like, Oh, like, is there anything I should do to like prepare? I got in, you know, like, I got in and is there anything I need to do to like prepare my mind? Should I be studying things right now? And I'm always like, dude, don't study anything. <laughs> like you will do enough studying during your four years of med school. <laughs> don't study anything. Like go do something else, like something else that you want to do for, during the time. Like for me, it was, it was traveling. So I just like, I like picked up and, and left for like a couple months. And then, um, so yeah, I did that. But again, that was like after the grind, right? Like I, I could not have traveled before. Like I needed to, I needed to like do stuff, like get stuff done. But then like once I, once I got in and I knew that I was going to be moving, I was just like, yeah, like you said, spend time with family and friends, um, like do the things that were important to me because I knew that like this next stretch of, I'm still in this next stretch of whatever, but like, it's, uh, it's going to be long. It's going to be hard. So I was, I was taking the time to, that was my recovery really. And then mm. to, to get started. So I hope that kind of answers your question, but very comparable. It, just mine was kind of more like on a longer scale, I think. Um, but yeah, I guess this kind of leads into, you know, you, you're like on the cusp of like, just getting into getting back yeah. into school. Right. <laughs> like what, what are you expecting like how, how does that even like what's in your brain right now like I'm just curious like what are you what are you thinking about is it stressful is it like exciting nervous like maybe a combination of of all those things um what are you what are you thinking about right now leading up to starting pharmacy school so uh, when it came to like starting pharmacy school there's a lot of things that they want you to do before you start, especially in the healthcare, you have to make sure that you're updated on your immunizations. I had to spend a lot of time, a lot of money doing that. It's expensive. <laughs> and health insurance doesn't cover vaccinations, you guys. And I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't so know it either. Expensive. Oh, my gosh. Um, but so I did that for like last month. This month, I'm focusing on things that they want us to study before going to pharmacy school so when you said that don't even so don't, oh don't do it don't even <laughs> don't do it oh my gosh oh, like if I tell you like I don't know if it's because of COVID I don't know if it's because it changes the curriculum but they want us to study 15 one-hour videos of immunizations and then we take a test and if you don't get a C or higher then you do got to do it again. And I think you have to pay for it if you do it again. I don't know. Oh, wow. That's wild. So I was like, um, to be honest, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Um, but I had to get that done by like the end of August. So it really is like putting my head into pharmacy or like trying to take this time to, I don't know, like maybe brush up on my studying skills. Also mm -hmm. my time management, because during this time also be like working. And I'm, I'm going to have another vacation. So I really got to 
move things around to make sure that I'm doing all the things that I need to do. Um, also, with like orientation, just within, I don't know, about like two weeks, I had to keep that in mind too. So time is going by fast, you guys. Yeah, everything right now in my head is just in the back of my mind, like there's a migraine right here and that migraine is just like filled <laughs> with pharmacy stuff or pharmacy school stuff. It's, it's just growing. <laughs> um, I want to go back to even both of you guys uh, took for actually took a, um, like a year off to kind of figure out what you want to do. David took about two years and they had reasons. But during that time frame, like it's not like you guys stopped and waited for something to come to you. It's not like you guys stopped and like let whatever you're looking for come to you. Like you guys both were working and grinding, trying to find what was right for you. And I think I want to really, really highlight that because you guys both took initiative. You guys like took control of the situation, which I really, really love. Um, but going back to your, your Rexel, you know, um, you, you mentioned a lot about money. You mentioned a lot about like, it's expensive. I, didn't, I had to think about if I really wanted this, I knew what the financial expense would be. And even with like the immunizations, like, and we were talking earlier that you were able to get some grants some scholarships. I want people who are listening, knowing that if you're worried about that, there might be options or might be ways to help you with that. So Rexel, uh, if you could just share what, what's going on with you. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, when you take a look at going back to graduate school, you always have to take a look at like cost of attendance, your tuition, everything that adds up to it. Um, but just recently, like, like unexpectedly, like you'll get scholarships, like once you apply for them and even scholarships that you don't even apply for that the school will give away just because of the past experiences or the past um achievements that you've made. So I got this one scholarship for pharmacy school. It's the Koi Admission Scholarship, and that's academic-based, um, and it went off of how well I did in my undergrad, so that was really, really great. Nice. And then I got another, um, another grant. I think it's a health professions grant, and this is need-based scholarship. So when you uh, apply for this with your FAFSA, if you're from the States, from the United States, so FAFSA, apply for it, even if you don't think you're going to be able to get anything from it, apply for it. Um, when you do that, it's a need-based scholarship or a need-based grant, and they will give you free money just to help you go by. And it really does help a lot because knowing how cost of attendance is, like how much you'll be able to um, be able to get out of loans knowing that you have that financial backing, if ever like anything does happen during that time, it really is like, it's a relief. It's like, like a weight lifted off of your shoulders. So just know that there are things out there that you can apply to um, that it'll support you. Like they want you to go to school and they want to support you during that time. So they'll, they'll give you all the resources that they can give. Yeah. I think, um, as far as like the FAFSA is concerned, I think, you, yeah, you, that's a great tip. Just apply. Like you don't have to, you, you don't have to accept the aid. You don't have to accept the the loans that they, they um you know, uh, provide students, um, but it's there if you need it. Right. And so just like what you said, you know, in case of an emergency, say like, something happens with some of the, um, say, however you're trying to, to fund your education, it's just a good fallback, um, you know, just in case. Uh, so I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, should always be aware of, uh, especially when applying to, to professional school, graduate school, or whatever it may be. Um, 
I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> I think that's um like I guess I I I wanted to get your um advice for other students that are trying to go you know take this take this path right um you know you've you've gotten a lot of input from people that have gone before you right and I'm sure you are now going to be like this wealth of knowledge for people that are going to now follow you right what are some things that uh you wish you knew before uh applying some things that you didn't know but you got pieces of advice from other people that really helped you out um and that you think would be beneficial for other people to to hear that want to go on this path as well yeah I think um one of the things that really does help is that when you're thinking of what you want to do, um, when we when we grow up, when we're like kids, we hear about like a certain number of jobs or a certain number of positions. We're only exposed to so many things. But when you go to school or when you uh, when you think about all the things, the, the different jobs that you could do with your major or even without your major, like you could do things that you didn't even study for. Do uh, I, I say this a lot. Do your research. Don't be afraid to ask questions and also shadow because within those things that you do, like, it'll help you figure out the type of person that you are, your likes, your dislikes, also, like, open you up to a whole new world of possibilities, because we're only exposed to so many positions or to so many things that you never really know what's out there unless you start looking, and you start looking early. Like, for some people, they don't have to know what they're going into starting undergrad. They don't need to know what they're wanting to do after undergrad, like their freshman year. You could take time afterwards too, but within that time, don't, don't waste it by doing things that you aren't searching for like your purpose or searching for things that will excite you or give you purpose in life, you know? So don't, um, how do I say this? Stay, stay curious or stay stay looking mm-hmm. for what you really want to do because that I mean that'll make you happy and we only have so much time in this life and like we only have so many things that we could do the day is only 24 hours long like do what you can to make the most out of it yeah and I love that I love that it's it's just like just don't get complacent I mean you could take a break to figure things out but just don't yeah. complacent right yeah. um, I mean that's awesome advice I want to know have you been looking down 10, 20 years from now? I know that you're starting just in, like within the month, but it's always good to have a vision of where you want to be because you're pursuing this career. So let's say 10, yeah. 20 years from now, wh- where are we going to find Rexel? <laughs> Where's Rexel? <laughs> <laughs> Where's she at? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think 10 to 20 years from now, um, to be honest, especially, I mean, there's other things going on in my life too, you guys. As, as we're, as mm. a lot of you guys know, and we have to talk about that because that goes into your decision of what you want to yeah. do in your career. So, your girl is gonna get married next year. That's freaking <laughs> crazy. Girl. Like that's Let's crazy. Go. I love how you refer to yourself, your girl. I love, every time, every podcast you've been on, you're like, it's your girl Rexel, and I love that. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, like. I don't know, because with my fiance, my fiance, he is, he's in the military. So when you take those things into consideration, especially like if you're going to be, if you're going to be a like healthcare professional, like when they're in the military, you got to stay in a certain place. You got to do a certain thing. You got to think about your family. So where I see myself, um, 10 years, 20 years, I imagine myself with kids. 
I imagine myself being a per diem pharmacist. That means that I could work whatever days I want. I can make my own schedule. I I still have everything I need when it comes to my salary um, or how I work. But the thing is with per diem pharmacists, you just don't get the healthcare benefits. But if you're in the military, mm-hmm. you already have it. So I'm thinking about being a per diem pharmacist. And during that time, I want to be able to work in a clinical setting. So hopefully that's in a hospital. And I want to be able to talk to patients in that way, work with a team of doctors. Heck, maybe I might even work with David. Um, (laughs) And then just, um, just like be, just be involved in patient care and things like that. And also again, like educating, being being there for patients, being a liaison of like a wealth of information. But again, figure out what's important to you. And I know in 10 to 20 years from now, like my family's going to be important to me too. So that's that's where you'll see me. Or maybe not Janon anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But farm D at the end. (laughs) Oh, that's so yeah. Oh dude, that's great. I love that. I love that. And you've honestly, I think just talking about like this topic specifically, it's very, um, it it relates to a lot of other, um, you know, professionals, uh, you know, in terms of like the track that they have to go through the things that they have to, I would say even like hoops that they have to jump through in order to like, finally, you know, make it and and be um, pursuing, pursuing their career to that, to that level. You've been a wealth of knowledge, just having this type of discussion. Um, And I I have no doubts that you'll be a wealth of knowledge for people again, that are, that are following you, but for people out there, the community that, you know, wants to connect with you, um, like what's the best way for them to to reach out to you or to um, connect with you so that they can ask questions that are maybe more specific to their situation, more specific to, to your field in general? Um, like what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So I am on social media. I have an Instagram account at Rexeljade, R-X-Y-L-J-A-D-E. Um, and then also you could reach me at my um, raccoon, raccoon's official email. That's rexel.raccoon raccoon rounds official at gmail.com so however you want to you want to reach me you can do that through there and I would love I would love to talk to anyone who's wanting to go like graduate school or even want to like figure out what they want to do while in undergrad or maybe you're not even in college at all like whatever you want to do we could talk about it nice you heard it open in by guys (laughs) reach out man no, you got a mentor waiting right here <laughs> oh for for real for real oh that's awesome and seriously you're gonna i'm like super excited for you you're gonna kill it you're gonna kill it in pharmacy school so thank you. yeah thank you hopefully let's go yeah. let's go exciting yeah <laughs> we'll see though i'll i'll update you guys within three months if i'm still alive <laughs> or like how i'm doing i'll give you guys an update but i'm very excited very very yeah. excited 